Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cushing. And I am the estranged father to his son, Michael Howard. I, it's been so long. I haven't seen you. How are you? Father. I know. I've been away. I've been, why I've been doing you, a lot of things. Why, why did you leave? Um, It's because I don't love you anymore. Yeah, that's what I figured. Michael, it's been so long since we've seen each other face to face. I know. We were traveling alternate weeks. It's uh, been approximately 18 months since we've done this show. Yeah. And yeah. I think we're better for it. I have, can I say this? I have no penis articles for you this week. Wow. None. I don't have any for you. Oh, uh, uh, no. I have one possible. Oh, wow. Well, you know. Well, it's there's... not specifically about penises that's great somebody once told me the world was gonna roll me ain't i don't know i forgot the words (laughs) oh man i I nailed it michael i have big news for you breaking news from the uh the all-star verse (laughs) all right um obviously smash mouse all-star is a big piece of this show's lore um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we got real deep into those remixes Michael, what if I told you Smash Mouth All-Star was going through possibly the biggest remix of all time? Oh, is it going in like a hymnal or something? I mean, we already kind of did that. We we already had All-Star, but it's a Gregorian hymn. So, That's true. Uh, Gregorian chorus, rather. So, Michael, think bigger. Think bigger. Uh, think think the, the big lights, the big streets. Oh, are they making a movie? No, better. More immortal. Michael, f- picture this. All-Star, the Broadway musical. (laughs) Is it actually, is it just named All-Star or is like, do they actually have something to do with it? Smash Mouth. I don't know if Smash Mouth has anything to do with it, but this is a full Broadway musical based on the song All-Star. Just All-Star. Just the song All-Star. Just the song All-Star. Wow. So not even like the rest of their music at all. It's not like a Green Day situation. First of all, one, why would you base anything on any (laughs) Smash Mouth discography, period? But certainly not the full Walking on the Sun album, (laughs) because there's a lot of troublesome, problematic lyrics in that one. It it wasn't really a thoughtful album. But um, All Star. All Star. All Star. Hmm. I mean, Hmm. it's about a simple moron. Who made it big? Um, so I just found an article about it on BroadwayWorld.com. So you yep. know it's you know so it's you know good. It's good. Uh, it says featuring a score comprised exclusively of the song All Star. Right, exactly. By Smash Mouth. It's so uh, just like the only like they're not even making other music at all. Like they're just gonna play All Star, All Star. This is probably a, all the remixes. A two act, presumably musical. Two and a half hours of just <laughs> All-Star. And I have to assume it's they're just acting out like each verse and maybe the chorus just gets like reprised every once in a while. Um, and I kind of like I have to wonder like if each like so it's a cool place and they say it's it colder. You're bundled up now. Wait till you get older. And the meteor men bake to differ. I have mm. to wonder if like, OK, cool. Global warming has really just sort of like really hit the world hard. It's a real world after t- or like day after tomorrow situation. It's just like a barren frozen wasteland out there. And now aliens show up and say, well, fuck you. <laughs> you know, if you really think about it, there's a lot of stuff in All Star. 
There's I a, can see making an entire Broadway musical about it now. I mean, there are it's it's jam packed with ideas and themes and real big narrative ideas and just can I say this a whole ton of horseshit? Like yeah, <laughs> like none of it makes sense because like Michael the the uh, the verses I just read. It's a cool place. They say it gets colder. You're bundled out. Wait till you get older. But the meteor men make to differ. Judging by the hole. And then the water's getting warm, so you might as well swim. It's like, my world's on fire. How about yours? You just said the whole fucking world's frozen. Yeah, Mr. Sma- water's Ma- getting warmer. James Smashmouth. You just said the whole world's frozen. James Stephen Smashmouth third. Yeah. There's a lot going on here. I feel like I, I want this to be the craziest fucking musical on the planet Earth. Well, you know, I mean, it almost they make musicals about everything else. There's there's like a pretty woman musical and there's a uh what's the other one that I saw recently? Michael, um, wait, hold on. But yeah, Pretty Woman had a story to it. Like, yeah, but were, I mean, it's just like No, Michael, there was a narrative, there was a hero's Broadway journey, musical, a narrative arc, on. there was a denouement or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I'm looking at the lyrics to All-Star right now and it's nothing <laughs> but gibberish. Like I mean, Pretty Woman walking down the street, Pretty Woman kind of like to meet like what kind of lyrics are those you make a whole musical about that song i mean come on they did make a movie before about they made the song this. no was, well yeah you know you look at it that you know half a dozen <laughs> half you know whatever um hold on are you saying shrek wait hold on one second <laughs> there's I a shrek to... musical too okay so michael hold on by this logic are you saying that shrek was a movie based on the hit song All Star by Smash right. Mouth. And they already made the Shrek musical. So they made the song All Star. And mm-hmm. then DreamWorks was like, ah, oh, dunk. Love that tune. I got to make this whole movie about a dumb cartoon ogre. And fuck, you know, now that I'm actually looking at the it lyrics sense, and, re- right? and remembering that, it grid, that big green idiot, it does actually fit a little bit. Right, because they're in a they're in a magical realm. So why wouldn't it be able to get cold and colder? But then also the water's warm, and then also there's aliens and a big old dragon who falls in love with a talking donkey. Mm-hmm. I could use a little fuel myself. Yeah, here's some fire. Whoopsie. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Anyway, there's I want so many see layers, this. just like an onion or a parfait. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> well, Michael, how have you been, my good buddy? It's been so um, long since I've seen your sweet I- face. I am actually pretty good. As of about four and a half hours ago, I am a, a second-time uncle. Hey, congrats! Yeah, it's nice. Uh, my sister had her her uh, her baby. Nice. So that's pretty exciting around around the the Howard family. Congrats! Thank I'm you. glad to hear that. How about you? How you doing? Oh, it's just a nightmare over here. Nonstop <laughs> nonsense. Hate it. Hate every second of it. Um, I have not stopped eating cookies for the last three weeks. Just, again, stress eating every cookie that hoves into my view. Yep. Um, I think I've actually lost my excuse for doing that, but I haven't yet stopped the cookie consumption, which is a problem. But, you know, we'll get there when we get there. Man, I discovered uh, the non-dairy uh, Ben & Jerry's. Recently, because we hadn't been eating ice cream because Rachel's been trying to avoid dairy. Um, Because of the farts. (laughs) Got it. I'm going to edit that out. No, you're not. It's not like she ever listens to this show anyway. Yeah, why would she? Also, that's Um, a great joke. (laughs) Dunking on your wife. Sorry. 
but yeah, they make it with almond milk instead of whatever bullshit other people make their non-dairy stuff out of. And it's amazing. And I can't, I keep justifying it to myself that I can eat it because it's not dairy, even sure. though it's probably just the same amount of calories, if not more. Yeah, it's just a different, it's a stink it nut. it feels of better. Cow stink. Okay, well, exactly. great. I'm glad, buddy. Good for yeah. you. Um, well, Michael, you have any fun stories from this week? Anything going on? Oh, man. You know, I have one that we have to talk about. Okay. Just, I'm just going to, we're going to get it right off the top here because I cannot forget to talk about this. The the Juggalos, our good good friends, the Juggalos. Yeah. We've talked about how, how they handled the white supremacists um, during the Washington March. Handled. Handled it. Well... <laughs> ICP's Shaggy decided he was going to handle something else recently. Uh-huh. He rushed the stage during a Limp Bizkit concert and tried to drop kick Fred Durst literally in the middle of the concert. Any, I mean, I know the answer is no, but any reason for it or just like I saw Fred Durst and was like, nope. And by the way, it's Shaggy too dope. Let's not. Sorry, let's, I didn't. Yeah, please. sorry. I, Mr. Shaggy too dope. I, didn't, Th- I don't want to. It's just Mr. Let's not. He doesn't. No honorifics for this gentleman, please. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, he was unsuccessful, but I guess Limp Bizkit and ICP have bad blood dating back to um, like 20 years ago. (laughs) This is like a real Hatfield McCoy situation. Yeah. What could could they have possibly done to. (laughs) By the way, my favorite part about this. So. I'm looking, I found an article and there's an image. So Shaggy 2 Dope, Fred Durst is performing as one does. And Shaggy 2 Dope walks on stage wearing a wife beater, some red like (laughs) basketball shorts, and I think like $7 black sandals from like Old Navy. (laughs) And like his, he just jumps in the air and his right leg is at the top of Fred Durst's head. He gets up there. Shaggy Dope is in the air. In sandals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, ba- like dorm room, bathroom sandals. Like- I like I like to think that he was just happened to be walking by the the stadium where they were having this concert. I say stadium it was probably like a smaller venue. I don't know how big Limp Bizkit still is. But uh, he was walking by and he just barely heard some Limp Bizkit music. And it just he just blacked out. He came mm-hmm. to as as they were dragging him off the stage. He's like, I, I don't know what happened. I heard Limp Biscuit and I I it was like it was like Mugatu had played relax and I just needed to drop kick Fred Durst. Yeah, well so hey, so here's here's what's happening. So apparently, uh read the comment. So apparently 20 years ago when ICP was like just getting started and trying to sell out all the time, they performed at Woodstock and after they performed, they were told, hey, Fred Durst wants to meet with you. And they had no idea who the fuck he was. (laughs) (laughs) So he was, you know, at that point, a decently big star. And I guess he just like dicked out, like egoed out of like just big time them as soon as he saw them and Mm. like wouldn't look at them, wouldn't like do anything while he was talking. And then he invited them on a tour and then at the last minute told them just fuck off and go away. Uh, so when Shaggy Two Dope saw him here, he just decided to get backstage and try to kick him in the head, which I kind of appreciate that. Uh, so, you know, they say that he didn't make contact, but from watching the video, I'm pretty sure he gets that left foot into his head. Yeah. So here's the thing. So first of all, um, I want to give a call out to our our good our good friend and listener, uh, 
the Scrubby Josh, who uh, we interviewed previously. Uh, he is a Juggalo fan. Here's the Juggalo. And uh, we sent him some stickers that he passed out at a recent ICP show, which is a great. Um, but from what I know of being friends with Scrubby Josh now on Facebook is that he's a wrestler. And I'm pretty sure Sh- Shaggy 2 Dope also is based on his his ups on this in this this video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's he looks like a bigger dude. So I don't think I could do that. And again, Michael, to your point, though, and to what I just said. Wrestling, hmm, dubiously true. real, perhaps <laughs> a trained wrestler with at least 20 years of experience and also musical frontman prowess. He he got within a, a ghost wish of <laughs> Fred Durst's head <laughs> and then just dropped to the ground. He knew he hit his mark exactly. He Oh, yeah. He knew that if he actually kicked Fred Durst in the head, there'd be hell to pay. Oh, yeah. But if he got up on stage and delivered a sick pantomime of a dropkick to the head, he's done his due diligence. Well, yeah, because if you hit Fred Durst, he's probably going to sue you or something like a little Fred know, Durst. Fred Durst. And but like basically you you made it known that you can get there. Mm-hmm. Anytime I want, I could drop kick you in the back of the head. So like, don't fuck with me again. And like that just really sends a message to like, and I do sometimes worry, Michael, that we've become a uh, Juggalo apologist podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but like, in the it sends war a message that like, hey, if you are a Fred Durst of the world and or an alt right piece of shit, a Juggalo can get to you at any moment. At any moment. You okay, have no how, idea. You could be performing on your own stage, yeah. surrounded by security, but oops, here comes Shaggy 2 Dope because he's got a backstage pass, and while wearing a wife beater, basketball shorts, and again, $6 <laughs> old Navy sandals, <laughs> can pretend to drop kick you in the head. <laughs> and he so, could have done it for real, but he chose not to. Like, that's the thing is, like, how did he get backstage? Like, it's not like he's dressed the part of, so, I mean, maybe they thought he was w- just with Fred Durst like oh well, he's getting ready to go on stage in that outfit with fred durst yeah i mean realistically like i don't even see a wristband on his arms no you can see both of them like <laughs> how did he do it i don't care it's the greatest book greatest trick shaggy two dope ever pulled mm-hmm. convincing all of fred durst security that he should be on stage <laughs> talking about things just gaining access to you where you just do not want them and just like knowing that they have complete control over like your situation i did find an article today um and you won't believe where this was from actually you might because it's not where you would think um it's a, is it florida no 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 oh. you would think so though but it makes sense and i i and to this man's credit i feel like it actually has it has been it will hold up in court so, Michael, recently a man in uh, Louisiana, uh, right outside of New Orleans, uh, made a call to the police saying that he had been attacked in his home by a man wielding an axe who had <laughs> stabbed him in the head with a bladed weapon. Can you stab somebody with an axe? I think if you try it, like if you just, yeah, I think if you are bad at axe, you can stab someone with it. I think normally you'd slash them or whack them or... Yeah, like stabbing, like, with the corner of the axe? How does that work? Or the it's, point of the it's tip really, of the axe? It's really not a stabbing weapon so yeah. much as a, like, it could be hacking? a bludgeoning. Hacking, bludgeoning. Um, it's more of an axing kind of weapon. <laughs> um, but so 
this man called the cops and um well they as showed you up. should do if you get stabbed in the head with an axe so they showed up and they found the caller who was bleeding profusely from the head uh who was not calm and cursing at police but also cursing at people who were quote obviously not there hmm <laughs> so um he had he had some ghost buddies well no so um he told deputies that there were intruders in his home but they went inside and said they didn't find anyone but what we did find was a bag of meth in plain view on a <laughs> nightstand in your room. Mm. And then we searched you and found another gram of meth in your pockets. So when the police asked him about this, he said, a ghost planted the meth on me. <laughs> so did the ghost also attack him or was that just like a separate incident? I mean, the thing is, obviously... He didn't. He didn't know what was going on. It could uh-huh. have been a ghost. It could have been a, a neighbor. It, I mean, that is a little suspicious to have it just right on the nightstand. Yeah. To be fair, to be and this is critically important. His mugshot ha- shows no indication of a head wound. That that must be said <laughs> right off the top. Um, I will say two things. One, I have no doubt that this man believes a ghost planted meth and attacked him with a with a with an axe. Which. Brings up the question, if we're all living in a simulation, then is anything you believe wholeheartedly any different than something that is actually you think is happening to you? I mean, it's all a simulation anyways. Are you a ghost? I could be. For all Who I knows? know. Who you knows? Dis- you disappeared out of my life for two full weeks and we missed some big shit to talk about. And I'm kind of glad we did because I didn't have anything funny to say about it. Nope. So you might as well be a ghost. Well, when uh, I click this button, we just I just go away. I mean, my I, internet I, died. I operation out of here. Yeah, see you. Um, secondly, very importantly, Michael, have you been on a ghost tour in New Orleans? I haven't, but... It's a major piece of the tourism there. Yeah. Outside of drinking your dumb face off. I'm usually doing that and one, it. and I don't want to mix that with the ghost tour, because I'm pretty sure I might scare myself to death. But the thing is, you can't control the second one. You can control the drinking my face off part of New Orleans. You can't control the ghost planting meth on your body and also dosing you with meth. Like, that's the thing. This is in a city that prides itself on its paranormal activity. And for the police to have the hubris to say that this man just happened upon a two grams of meth, at least, and there was no ghost activity... That's pretty shocking to me. Yeah. I mean, where do you even get meth? These guys have seen some shit, I bet. Mm-hmm. Where, where do you even get meth? Where do you if even not, get meth? If not ghosts and or Walter White. And also ju- just Florida. <laughs> well, yeah, but he's in Louisiana. He's in Louisiana. That's a hell of a haunting, though. Like, most ghosts would be like, oh, I'm going to try to get you out of your home. I'm going to move things around. I'm going to scare you. And this, <laughs> this dude's just like, I'm going to plant meth on you. Well, so see, that'll get you out of my fucking house real fast. And that's the thing. All these ghost stories we see, like, if you look at mythology, there's not a lot of horror in mythology. Like, there's some, like, really fucked up shit. <laughs> but a lot of it is just, like, gods and, like, spirits just playing tricks on people. Yep. Just just fucking with people. Like, Loki is just mischievous and just, like, messes with people all the time in Norse mythology. We don't see that in horror movies or, in re- like, in, quote, unquote, real life. But that I that has to be a big like if I was a ghost and I'd been around for millennia and knew I wasn't going anywhere like 
yeah, sure. I would be angry. I would fuck with some people and like really ruin their house for sure. Mm -hmm. Like their laundry room would be my play domain. (laughs) But like if I was just scooting around and just like wanted to have a good time, yeah, I'll plant some meth on you because I'm bored and I have meth. Why not? And in reality, like, okay, you go to jail for a couple years. That is nothing in my lifetime because I'm a ghost. I've been here. I, it's been hundreds of years for me. I live in a well. I'm fucking ruined. I hate every second of my life. I'm wet and gross all the time. There's a rope on me for some reason. Who killed me? I don't know. I have meth, though. And now I'm going to give it to you under false pretenses. I'm going to put it inside of you and you won't even know. That's the thing. Because it's a ghost. He just travel right inside of you. He did put it in plain view on a nightstand and also in his pocket, though. Well, also, yeah, but you got to get inside them, too. You got to get that drug test to come back. Meth positive. <laughs> uh, the veins. Okay, I thought you just meant like in a in a baggie, in a cavity. <laughs> you, you were just like right to it. Right no, in the bloodstream. No, just like, okay. yeah, like, just, just bring it right into the bloodstream. Yeah, it's like we don't get enough like just jokes being like ghosts being dicks on people. So like, That's a good point. Like the best you get is the the parody like scary movie movies where where the jokes I mean the the ghosts and and horror people really do play jokes but they're like bad jokes. Yeah, they're bad jokes and they're like oh it's just to make like a a Wayans brother look funny. But like What's our horror comedy. But yeah, there are a couple. But I mean like you think about being a ghost, the lifespan of a ghost. Like you're here for eternity. I'm sure the angry, like, oh, yeah, I'll kill a teenager every couple of years, like, that's cool for a little while. Like, that the murder? Totally. Get it. <laughs> Love that, for sure. <laughs> but, like, it's got to get old after a minute. Like, isn't it more fun to have a chuckle than just be like, well, I'm going to kill you because I'm a demon. Or, like, uh, I have a weird mask on, so I have to kill. What if I didn't, though? Well, it's like the It Follows thing, where it's just like, it just gets passed on. And and it just has to follow. And like, if I was a ghost and was dead, like, yeah, the if, if falls is the thing. Like, why not ruin somebody's life rather than end it? Because then you get you get years more enjoyment out of it. Yeah. It's like, oh hey, I killed you. You're eight, you're an eighteen year old stoner, or I sent you to jail for twenty years for possession. You <laughs> fucking heroin addict. What are you? Fuck you. I just ruined all your relationships. Unless every time the ghost kills somebody, it inherits its life force and becomes more evil and ghostly. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, got it. Gots to. And then, you know, I mean, then you have to keep killing. It's like a vampire situation. Mm, damn Need vampires. to replenish those orbs every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know enough about being on meth to know that this guy, like, doesn't adamantly believe this, but, like, he also looks fairly well-groomed. <laughs> For- Surprisingly, for a meth, yeah, if he was like a meth addict, I, I, he's not smiling, so I can't really, can't really give a full assessment. But he looks much better than most people's meth mugshots. He looks just like a major league baseball umpire who just had a bad day. <laughs> like in the land of the meth kings, he is, he is definitely the god here. Yeah, he's, yeah, or, or he's just a newbie and just doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> is that the best case scenario? Is that like? You get arrested the literal first time you use meth. I honestly, yeah, that has to be like, hey, literally, I had two grams. I looked at it and I thought better about it. And then the and then I had a quick mental breakdown and called the cops (laughs) about a ghost hitting me. And then you showed up and shit, I guess I'm going to jail. But as far as scared straight programs go. Yeah. 
pretty good best sort of outcome. Hmm. See, maybe that's maybe that's what the ghost was doing. It's a ghost scared straight. Dare worked for me. <laughs> because of my dare training as a <laughs> because ghost. Because of my dare training. <laughs> and oops, there was a, a horrible spiritual apparition who appeared to me and tried to hit me with an axe very hard on my head. But now I'm in jail, but not hooked on meth. So win-win, I guess. If a ghost hits you in the head with a ghost axe, would you have... A head wound. I mean, I've seen enough popular television to say yes. A ghost swinging a ghost axe would kill you because a ghost swinging ghost hands does rip your throat out. <laughs> I thought they had to like, like use something else to kill you. Have you ever seen a horror movie? What are you talking about? Ghosts, but like ghosts specifically. I'm not talking yeah. about demons. I'm talking about ghosts. They like fly right through you. They rip your soul out. They they freeze you to death. Michael, have you ever seen a horror movie? What are you talking about? Yeah, Slimer right. just slimes you to death. <laughs> to death. <laughs> to death. He actually. There are no on screen kills from Slimer, but I bet if he gets really horny, it gets nasty in there. <laughs> Michael, you have any fun stories for me? <laughs> um. Yeah, I do. Great. Do actually. Um You'll never believe what's being remade. One of my favorite movies is when I was a kid because um, of being a uh a Chicago Cubs fan for life. Oh, wait, no. Rookie of the Year. Funky butt loving. Oh yeah. It is now ooh, from 1993, which means it is now 25 years old. Damn it. Okay. So we're on the 25-year anniversary. And this was announced just weeks after that fan threw that ball back <laughs> and it hit uh, Jim Collar Stanton in the head. Yeah. Or in the leg, rather. Yeah, they so, were. somebody was watching that and was like, hey, you know what would make a great movie? And then they were told it was already a movie. And they're like, well, no, it's it's just a new movie now. We'll remake yeah, it. You know what would be a great movie? If a drunk 35-year-old Boston <laughs> Red Sox fan caught a home run from Giancarlo Stanton and threw it back from the green from the green monster and hit him in the leg and then they pulled him out of the stands and made him into a pitcher but he could only pitch really well if he was hammered drunk like every Boston sports fan. Here's the question. Yep. If if it's a tradition to throw the ball back, right, for the visiting team's home runs. Yeah. If somebody does throw it super dupes hard mm-hmm. and it hits the opposing team's player which did happen right but like if he if he hit him real hard like rookie of the year style like he threw a line 200 mile an hour fastball on a a rope yeah and it just hit Giancarlo Stanton like right in the back like does he get in trouble for that I mean the guy even for like one hopping it into Giancarlo Stanton's leg he got kicked out and I think from the stadium yeah so because I would imagine that if you're the home team you just have that guy out there and you're like, look, you can hit a home run if you want. Occupational hazard now, my dude. Yeah, if also, this dude catches it, he's throwing it back at you. It's like, and also, like, the guy threw it from, again, untrained, from 200 feet away and 70 feet in the air. And again, is a drunk ass Boston fan. Like, if you allow people to throw shit back into the field in your stadium and one of those dinguses happens to hit somebody, that's actually on you. Yeah, like, that, that can't be that guy's fault. Like, that's the tradition. Yeah. And, like, can I say this? There is 
zero percent chance, given the factors I just said, that he did that on purpose. <laughs> hey, you don't know how many Tom Amansky videos he watched. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke for seven people listening to this podcast. <laughs> Crime drug Fred McGriff and Tom Amansky taught this man how to throw one hop into a garbage can. Or mm-hmm. Giancarlo Stanton, which are the same fucking thing. Go Red Sox. She's called Giancarlo Stanton a, a walking trash can? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because fuck the Yankees, that's why. I mean, he's he's a Marlins. He's a Marlins to me, so <laughs> whatever. Um, but anyways, yeah, they're making the So they're remaking Rookie of the Year. I got to unpack this real quick. I hate that they kicked him out of the stadium. <laughs> that no, is it's, such a, it's, it's terrible. That's such an injustice. Mm-hmm. Like, for all they know, this is an Angels in the Outfield situation trying to get the Red Sox to win the fucking pennant. And an Angel picked up this drunk asshole's ball in midair and just drilled Giancarlo Stanton in the knee. Mm-hmm. Like, they are completely discounting the Angels in the Outfield scenario here. And I think that's dangerously insane and irresponsible. Right. I'm just saying we've seen it multiple times where something has gotten in the middle of a baseball game you know sometimes angels will pick up matthew mcconaughey in right field and fly him directly through the outfield wall and he will catch the ball six feet behind the wall somehow i still don't think that's legal though that's actually incredibly not but he did it and angels made it happen so god said it should god said a baseball team should win (laughs) because a small boy made a wish I'm surprised that all the teams didn't change their name to, like, Angels or something similar. Just to try to get a Disney movie yeah. deal out of it? Or just to try and get God to make their team win. Hmm. Like, why? It could have been, like, the, the Colorado Jesuses. Be like, oh, well, <laughs> gotta make them win. Gotta make them win. They, I mean, they're the best. They're, they're, he's, he's my, they're all my good sons solving sins. <laughs> I said solving sins like sins were a mystery. <laughs> or a puzzle. So, Michael, what is this movie? What are they remaking? I know what it is, but talk, talk to me. <laughs> Rookie of the Year is a movie where a young kid, Henry Rowan Gardner. Nur, 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 nur. Okay. Um, Henry Rowan Gardner, he slips on a ball, mm-hmm. lands on his arm. When it gets, it, dis- it dislocates his arm. When he goes to the doctor, they put him in a cast and the tendons heal too tight <laughs> mm-hmm. so that his elbow, like from his elbow down, that that muscle can just like fucking rock down as, as hard. It's like a like a spring, like it's a rubber hi- band. Historically, when you dislocate a joint, it gets 10 times stronger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. So he throws a ball back at Wrigley Field and just like fucking rockets it right to the catcher from the outfield. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, Cubs suck. Let's sign up this 13-year-old kid to uh, be our closer mm-hmm. and just throw 900-mile-an-hour fastballs. And, and it, he does. It works. And it works. It works. <laughs> <laughs> so they're remaking this movie. And like I said, I was a Cubs fan, so I fucking loved it. Um, but while finding this story about them remaking this, I came across this little piece of information about who directed the original. Yeah. Who... So, who- Daniel Stern. Wait, what? Daniel Stern, who you may remember as... uh, One of the Wet Bandits? One of the Wet Bandits. (laughs) Uh, He was also in Rookie of the Year as like the really nerdy, dumbass pitcher. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. So... What was his name in that? 
It's fuck if I know, man. It's probably like Goober or something. <laughs> it's Goober. <laughs> so yeah, he was in. You know, he's been in a lot of like random movies, like City Slickers and yeah, it's stuff like Daniel's that. Stern, curly haired, just tall guy, just basically yeah. comedic relief. I can't yeah, believe but he like right. And this wasn't like a, oh he he was he was older now Sorry. and he had been an his, actor for a while. His name and directing was movie. just Brickma. Brickma in the movie. Yes, he didn't was. have a, no first name, last name, just Brickma. <laughs> sure. Oh my god, he was Dilbert in the short-lived Dilbert TV series. Of course, yeah. Why wouldn't he be? Huh. Wait. No. What? No. Huh? This says that he was Kevin Arnold, the narrator in the Wonder Years. Okay. Huh. I thought that that was just Fred Savage. Or Ben Savage. Was it Fred? Probably Fred. Ben. Joe, Steve, Savage. Anyway. Hmm. Yeah, so um Daniel Stern. I don't know if anyone knows who Daniel Stern is, though, without like the explanation. I feel like a lot of people he's the tall guy, he's the tall one of the wet bandits from, he's from the uh, one who's not Joe Pesci. Yeah, these the not Joe Pesci wet bandits from Home Alone. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um so yeah, so my uh, it's cool that I guess he's directing a reboot, but like why No, no, he directed why? the original. Oh yeah, so yeah, but he directed it so he's bringing it back, but like why? Why Daniel Stern? Why now? <laughs> Daniel Stern So I found this while looking for Daniel Stern information about why. <laughs> sure. Um I came across him uh from the AV Club on the red carpet for a movie called Game Over Man, where he said he wants you to study all of his work and not just Home Alone. He wants to be seen, you know, as a, a more serious. He's not just Marv or the other guy who wasn't Marv. Uh, hey, hey, bud. Mm-hmm. Hey, not, not you, bud. <laughs> not you, my good friend, Michael. Hey, bud, Daniel Stern. No, <laughs> you were Marv in Home Alone. A small child kicked your ass all up and down the screen for two hours a piece twice you don't get other movies you're just mar you're the wet bandits sorry sorry that's just like, how it is but yeah. I mean, he's in game over man yeah who is who else was in that and what's its rotten tomatoes tomatoes <laughs> tour score <laughs> uh it's from the guys who did workaholics uh-huh, i love it, those it has like a 20 percent on rotten tomatoes but it's still gonna be funny or it was funny i don't know it what it might have been. It, it might have, have been, been funny. funny. <laughs> it, like it, hey, if your if your second claim to fame is a Netflix direct movie starring the guys from Workaholics that gets a twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, like no, I don't <laughs> really need to explore the rest of your work. And if your third biggest role was Dilbert working with Scott Adams, hey, you can actually fuck yourself into your own butt. Go away. <laughs> I don't care about your fucking CV. He also Daniel. Played- he also played somebody named Harry Hard in a, mo- a video called Vegas Baby, which yeah, I assume no. is a porno. That sounds so good. Love everything. Um, he was. He's in a video short called City Slickers in Westworld from 2017, where I guess him and not Billy Crystal went into Westworld to do City Slickers bullshit. Was Jack Palance there as a robot? No, because I'm pretty sure Jack Palance is dead. Yeah, well, that's why he would be a robot. Kush. Hold on a second. Whoopsie doodles. Billy Crystal was in this. <laughs> and so was Luke Hemsworth, who's also in Westworld. 
What the shit? <laughs> See? See? He has a very diverse career. And Rookie of the Year is is a big part of that. I'm not really looking to get into the rest of this <laughs> dude's like CV. Again, especially like he was in 30 episodes of Dilbert, which means he like was on good terms with Scott Adams, who again can go eat his own head. Mm-hmm. 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 I don't care to check into the rest of your discography, <laughs> Daniel. I wish that iron to the face had killed you at this point. <laughs> Sorry, but that's where I'm at with you right now. I'm glad you made Rookie of the Year. Good job. I wish Henry Roengardner had thrown a fastball so hard he exploded you. Has it, has it gotten that bad that we hate Daniel Stern just for his proximity just to... Just because he worked with Scott Adams <laughs> I don't for know. 30 Did he episodes. work with Scott Adams or did he just read lines into a fucking microphone? I'm sure he met the man and he agreed to do that. And at that point, even in 1999, I have to assume Scott Adams had some pretty shitty views mm. and ate a whole plate of shit every day for breakfast. <laughs> and Daniel Stern has looked that man in the face, smelled his breath and was like, yeah, I'd like to work with you. And I agree with everything you say. Cool cartoons. That cat's funny. I'm Dilbert now. <laughs> what cat? Catbert? Catbert. Cat uh. Dogbert? I don't care. Well, that's the dog. Yeah, oh, no shit. <laughs> you have any other stories for me, Kush? I don't. I'm so worked up about Daniel Stern and <laughs> shit press Scott Adams. He has a, he's in a movie called How to Kill Your Neighbor's Dog. I don't like you, Daniel Stern. Oh, that's a bad one. I wish all of those ornaments had stabbed into your feet and given you gangrene and you died of sepsis. Sorry. But I'm not sorry. I wish you were dead, Daniel Stern. <laughs> Was Home Alone before... Rookie of the Year, though? Because we wouldn't have had Rookie of the Year if he had died during Home Alone. Uh, no, Home Alone was 1990. And uh, Rookie of the Year was 93, so we would have had no Rookie of the Year. We would have had both Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Wonder Years. Yeah, he would have been dead. Mm. But uh, we w- And hey, here's, here's though, we wouldn't have gotten bushwhacked. Mm. So, again, everyone kind of wins a little bit if Yikes. Daniel Stern died of sepsis <laughs> during Home Alone. So, hey, you know, you win some, you lose some. I hear that on the set of Home Alone, it was very, everyone was just, it was very method, right? So, like, when they hurt you, it it really happened. I, You know, I hope so. That that, that gives me some hope about everything that's going on here. We've talked a lot of shit about Daniel Stern, (laughs) Michael. Um, And honestly, I have nowhere to go from there other than... um, would you like to hear about another pack of hooligans who just ruined everyone's day? <laughs> and by day, I mean week. Uh, yes, please. Michael, have you been on a cruise before? Yes, with you. Oh, yeah, the, with the one. The and one, it, yeah. It was so bad, we both promised we'd never go on another one. It wasn't that bad. No, it was pretty great. I it was, loved it. But it was pretty great. Michael, so we were in a group of about... You need a large group of people to go on a cruise. Like... I wouldn't just go on it with just Rachel because it's just like, I don't know, you just run out of things to do. Right. So boring. Yeah. Well, we were in a group of about 26 people, I believe, on this cruise that we knew from uh, from our our group. And um, it was a fun time. Did you ever stop to consider, mostly when we were around our good friend Mark, who is just a giant trash monster Mm. um Mm -hmm. did you stop to consider our impact on the people around us 
Yes, I did. Unfortunately, I did consider that. So then yeah. I just drank more so that I would stop considering it because I couldn't stop him. The the only moment I really so other than like being at a dinner table of eight people with Mark just screaming at the top of his lungs drunk um, and like looking around at other tables and feeling really bad. The, only well, time the really, one thing I remember is him taking those crunchy breadsticks and just shoving them in his mouth like he was a wood chipper. Can I say this? He put him down. Oh, my God. It was amazing. Put him back. Put him down. Yeah. Uh, the only other time on that trip that I was like, hmm. Maybe we're the assholes was <laughs> I was on an upper deck and I was standing with a couple of friends and we looked down and our friend Amos was walking around on a lower deck. And he had a cup in his hand and then he just stopped. He was walking by himself and he stopped walking, threw up on the ground, <laughs> just like straight fruit punch and then just kept walking. <laughs> it just kept on going. I was like, huh. I guess we are dicks, huh? Anytime you get 26 college kids together in one place, it's an add alcohol. That's definitely. So, Michael, knowing that on a cruise ship, mm-hmm. first of all, um, how many people you think are on a cruise ship? I, I, what, what do you think the, the, the uh, passenger complement of a cruise, the average Ooh. cruise ship is? I would say ours was a little like a, a on the small side. So maybe there's like 1,500 to 2,000 people. Right, so I think the average cruise ship holds about 3,000 people. Okay, yeah, that makes sense for the for the larger ones. So, Michael, we were about one one-hundredth of that. No. Yeah, that how, yeah that's how that works. Like math. <laughs> um, what, if, what if our group of people had been fully one half of the complement <laughs> of this passenger <laughs> capacity of a cruise ship? And Oh, man, I imagine the other half would have just jumped overboard. Um, what if I were to tell you that on a Royal Caribbean Australia cruise, oh no, this will shock you, a group of 1,300 men ran amok on a cruise ship, forcing all the other other passengers to hide in their rooms. Just, for- just men? Were they part of a single group? They were. A group of, uh, I believe, basically tobacco company lobbyists and employees. And it was uh, all men. Yep, and uh, they, quote, turned it into a giant burlesque show by also bringing, um, quote, women dressed as Playboy bunnies onto the onto the boat. So 1,300 men plus, plus their entourage. <laughs> they brought their own entertainment to the... And I can imagine for 1,300 men, you'd need probably several hundred women dressed as Playboy I, I, bunnies. You, quote, need that. Yeah, sure. Um... <laughs> Basically, they just turned this entire boat into a floating bachelor party to celebrate, I don't know, tobacco, I guess, which (laughs) cool. Um, This seems like my this is a we talked a lot about ghosts in hell earlier. This is how I like if a ghost were to haunt me and to like really ruin my life, they would lure me onto this boat (laughs) unsuspectingly. Like I would be stuck with a raving pack of frat boy tobacco enthusiasts with like their scantily clad entourage. This would be my literal hell. I just can't imagine 1300 anythings, anythings, but especially like dudes just going buck wild. When you think about the number 13, yeah, 
you think about the number 1300 and like associated with a cruise ship and like something going bad, it'd be like 1300 rats swarm boat, 1300 toilets simultaneous overflow, average like Royal Caribbean cruise, like or carnival cruise. 1300 yeah, gallons of diarrhea covered yeah, the decks. Again, the average <laughs> carnival cruise line, like I get that, that's built into the cruise. 1300 frat boys run amok and just turn this boat into a floating bachelor party. This yeah. is my literal hell. Yeah. Can you imagine if there were 1300 marks, though? The place would, it would run out of breadsticks for sure. Run out of breadsticks? Just sonically, the whole thing would just shake apart with them screaming. <laughs> yeah, so I was looking it up. It was on the Voyager of the Seas. There are 1,557 cabins. So, so these dudes bunked up. So theoretically, uh, it could have, if each cabin has two people in it, it would be, yeah, just over 3,000. And man, so you think they all bunked up together? Like four, I think there's a lot of bunking up. Two, two to four to a room? Two to four to a room. Um, yeah, they could cram a bunch of folk on here. Michael, do you want to know how bad it got? <laughs> yes. They canceled bingo on a cruise ship okay now that's that's a bridge too far because the passengers were more interested in the cabaret the hey makeshift cabaret i was gonna say your fault for having a cabaret on the cruise ship packing this many horny like tobacco execs on a ship but uh then i did say they they did bring their own cabaret show that were just dancing on the deck um see it says that you can't bring outside liquor and and stuff, but like it doesn't say anything about bringing outside cabaret. They they did apparently also bring quote crates and crates of their own food onto onto the boat, which they just passed out willy nilly. Um, but the cruise say, has free food. That's one of the best parts of the cruise. Right. That's the whole point. Yeah, actually, you, I can just get a burger and a pizza and everything I want right now whenever I want it. I will say this: if you were one of the cabaret dancers brought on board. If you just had to be on call for like three to five to seven days straight just to like dance, that is not worth it for any amount of money, right? No, I imagine that some of them had to just hide and assume that there were enough that they would could just get lost. Right. And would, but okay, speaking of that, if that is in your contract, would you trust 1300 shitheads on a boat to respect your contract? I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust 13 <laughs> dudes. I wouldn't, trust 1. 13 men with, dudes. I wouldn't trust 13 men with anything. Yeah. It's certainly we have a bad track record of being in groups. 1300 on a boat is, again, a literal hellscape. They fucking did it. They turned this thing into a floating revel. Like, <laughs> fuck you assholes. <laughs> it's just basically, it was like a, it was like a floating, like, Roman orgy. What they've essentially done, Michael, is committed mutiny. They took any, over the boat. In any good society, all of these men could have been shot on sight mm. by the Carnival Cruise Line. Or sorry, Royal Caribbean. Yeah, okay, was, again, they're out in international waters, so here's maritime the thing too. law. So first, yeah, and also Royal Caribbean. That's just that's monarch, bitch. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you down. The Queen Mother says you die now. Sorry. Just She's 1,300 dudes hanging off the side as it comes back to shore. No, they don't even make it back. They're fucking dead before they even see the shoreline. 
The queen says, you dead. Also, can I say this, though? There is something really fucked about, about Royal Caribbean operating in Australia. You get one C at most, Royal Caribbean. It's just more colonization. They just won't stop. Um, all right, Michael, I'm going to close this out with one of the craziest things I've ever fucking read. And I will say that um, this I'm going to read a Reddit thread from uh, the subreddit legal advice, which I will warn you, reads a little uncomfortable to start. So I, I'm going to like just right up top content warning for folks like this is from a woman who thinks her boyfriend is like doing fucked up shit to her. Um Hold in there. Stay hanging in there with me because it's just fucking buck wild. This is from a day ago by someone on our legal advice. And it's titled, I think my boyfriend has been drugging me to forget things. He is a doctor. This is in North Texas. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a bunch here. All right. So again, this feels uncomfortable, but uh, hold, hang in there with me. So I must apologize if this post is jumbled a bit. I started typing it up in Word yesterday before my date, and I forgot about it before finishing it today. This is very important. I think my boyfriend has been secretly jug- drugging me for a while now and is gaslighting me. I know this is going to be hard to explain, but I have been having gaps in memory that I've been I've been explaining away as being tired, overworked, or whatever else. I was going to ask my boyfriend about it since he is a doctor, but then I started to notice that this seems to happen whenever I go on dates with him. I know it might be crazy, but I've woken up with dried semen on my breast several times with no memory of the night before. I know it's him as, well, I won't get into the specifics, but he likes that kind of thing more than other guys would. <laughs> Which, hi, bud. Yeah. Sure. Uh, what, you do you. Um, the first time it happened was when we were drinking together and I wrote it off as I just had too much to drink. We get drunk and have sex all the time, so it's no big deal to me. But there are other times when I know we were not drinking. I decided to break up with him over it, only to suddenly find myself on a date with him a few days later. I had not yet had the conversation to break up with him, but planned on it next time I talked with him. I remember being at the restaurant, but nothing before that. My car and his car was in the parking lot, so I was confused. I decided to play along when he asked me to come back to his place. After three days at his place, I remembered everything, so I was going to start trusting him again. Knowing he was an ENT, I knew it won't be his forte, but he is a doctor. I was going to ask him about my issues when he randomly pointed to these red bumps on my thigh and said I should be treating those sores. Okay, so... Weird. A lot of weird shit. So, is he, like, drugging her? That's what it seems like. But... One second. So I had completely forgotten those bumps were there. These little red bumps that looked like needle injections that got infected. I got so freaked out he mentioned it that I decided to leave. The next day he came over to, quote, check on me, and I remember waking up in bed with more dried semen on my chest, which is also fucking weird. Yeah. Um, then today he met me for lunch saying we had agreed to meet. I never agreed to meet with him and would never want to. He does this all the time, saying we agreed to do something that I have no memory of. I'm sick and tired of it and want him punished. This has started to affect my work life as well as I start to get paranoid when I see my boss walk into a room after making eye contact with me. I get paranoid they're about to fire me. My friends also state I have been acting strangely and out of character. I have even begun to lose sleep and sleepwalk when I do. Is there a way to have blood work done to see what kind of drug my boyfriend is using on me? I do not want the police to blow me off and push me away as some crazy lady, so I want to be damn sure when I go to the police. Michael, are you ready for the twist? I hope so, because right now you just read me some very dark shit. Some very dark shit. There's no immediate answer to the start of this. Okay. But I will say the top comment 
So, sorry, the first top comment is from a moderator. It says, I think we've gone about as far as it can with this one, y'all. We're done here. The second comment with almost 10,000 upvotes <laughs> is, hey, former professional pest control guy here with lots of experience with bed bugs. I will happily answer any questions you have about bed bugs. My first bit of advice is you get professional treatment of the bed bugs. It is not cheap, but they are incredibly difficult to get rid of. They can survive for more a year or more without feeding and do cause a wide array of psychological issues due to prolonged, extremely poor sleep. I sincerely hope this is the cause of your issues, but I would also talk to your doctor, who's not your boyfriend, about your symptoms and request blood work. What? Okay, so I was going to say, how did it take a turn towards bed bugs? But it sounds like he's implying that bed bugs can cause you to basically lose your mind? Yes, exactly. Holy um, shit. So they are apparently incredible, like prolonged ex- like exposure to bed bugs is- results in those red bumps that she mentioned, but also insomnia, memory loss, paranoia, anxiety, Um she basically just got bed bugged to just death and blame it all on her boyfriend. And if I mean, honestly, it it this all sounds bad because he just likes to, to just come on her chest <laughs> a lot, which is his own shit. But holy fuck. And especially like it, it stopped impacting her for the three days she stayed at his house and she was getting better. And then she went back to her house and got bed bugged to death again. How do you not notice that you have bed bugs for that long, though? Like, don't they leave, like, shit all over your sheets and stuff? It's more under the sheets. Like, the they, like the marks are on the mattress. Oh. And if you have dark sheets, you'll never, you'll never notice them. I actually had to edit a bed bugs video for work, and I had to, like, watch it 18 times oh. in a day. It was the worst fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh. Bed bugs are very bad. So don't have dark sheets is what you're saying. Yeah, don't have dark sheets. And, like, there's a lot of creepy shit with, like, the boyfriend in this. But, like, it's weird that Reddit pointed out, like, an environmental hazard to someone <laughs> being like, no, 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 everything's fine. Your life is in shambles, though. Your bed is bad. Legal advice actually sounds like a helpful uh, Reddit. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, okay. Um, from, from everything I know, like, legal advice and, like, relationships, as much as, like, we've leveraged relationships, the subreddit on this show... It's generally just like a hallmark of just like fake stories. <laughs> but this one is like just fully on point. People can try oh. their uh, their creative writing skills. Yeah, kind of. But the big thing is, how did a pest control agent wind up on the legal advice subreddit? Just ready to be like, hey, you know what? Actually, I know you're asking for a lawyer. <laughs> but this is you my are- fucking time to shine. You are being slowly poisoned into paranoia and death by bedbugs. That what is so do- buck wild. What was he doing there? That's the real mystery. He Did just, you know bedbugs could do this? I didn't know anything could do this. This other, is like bananas. Animals or insects. Like That freaks me out even more. I already don't like insects, like stinging and biting insects. Yeah. Just because they're small and they can just like get at you without even realizing it. I mean, the crazy thing is, like, think about the amount of drugs someone would need to, like, pump into your system to cause this level of psychological activity. Like, well, that you would just, like, so lose. so long, too. Yeah, for, like, year, months and months and, like, high doses. And, like, it would take a while for you to forget days at a time. 
oh no, it's just these little fucking bugs that just bite you at night for like a month. Yeah. And, and now I don't believe you and I think you're a ghost and you're planted meth on me. <laughs> oh my God, maybe that's what, that was it. Maybe he had bed bugs. Maybe, maybe he had, he had meth, bed bugs. Maybe he had meth bugs. Mm. That's, yeah. Just those meth Combination bugs. of the bed bugs and the meth. <laughs> Danger sounds. <laughs> I feel like this story wouldn't be nearly as like, it's like she probably would have gotten to the truth sooner if this guy did just like to just slam jizz all over the place. <laughs> Which, you know what? If if he's into that and she's she's into it, then, you know, all the more power to them. But it sounds like she's not okay with it. They're like, it's like there's the line okay like, with not I, knowing about it. <laughs> yeah, not knowing, but she's like, I know it's him as dot, dot, dot. Well, I won't get into the specifics, but he likes that kind of thing more than other guys would, dot, dot, dot. It's like, it doesn't seem like she's okay with it. She's like, well, all right, she's going to fucking do it. You know, you do things for the people you love. You do things for the people that bugs are telling you to love. <laughs> I don't think we've really talked about the, like, the level of bug zombies on this planet. Like, just the, how bugs, like, control this fucking world more than we want them That's to. That's true. Uh, we, there was an article that I sent you about, like, these worms that like control crickets minds mm-hmm. which is, i didn't want i didn't want to talk about that which is bug wild. Talk at all. and like yeah. they were doing a study on these things and actually causing these worms to like do their thing on the crickets i mean there's just so many bugs that can, can just control minds it's fucking bonkers but you think about that even that is like okay we're gonna control you so eventually you'll like become food for us this is like I'm gonna control you, so you just have weird sex kinks, <laughs> and not that not that like you know blowing blow on someone's chest is weird, but like if the bug is making you do it, we're <laughs> making you be okay with it. Just like yeah, I don't really love this, but this bed bug's super into it, so yeah, cool. I guess I guess it's fine. How long? I mean, like it seems like she was just okay. Well, not okay with it, but she. Let it go on a lot longer than I think I would have. How like how long do you think you would be like if you had this issue with bed bugs before you would be like okay something is fucking wrong I'm going to the like the, the actual doctor. I mean, that's the thing about paranoia. Like I mean she talked about going to a doctor multiple times and she was like even going to ask. I mean I think it was compounded by like her boyfriend was a doctor so she was going to ask him until she was like oh wait. <laughs> he's the one blasting semen on me he's the obviously the one doing this i don't remember that happening so yeah i think it's just like compounded by certain things i, I mean, honestly michael i can't say because i've been to a doctor once in the last 15 years so <laughs> i can't really say that i would be like oh man yeah i'm acting really i'm i'm noticing that i'm paranoid right now Better go see a medical professional. Okay. Well, next time, next time, if I ever see you, if I'm ever hanging out with you and you're like, hey, can you just blow a load on my chest real quick? I'm going to be like, hey, check your bed for bed bugs. If I'm nonstop scratching myself and just like asking about mysterious stains on my shirt, like, (laughs) yeah, please be like, you should probably see a doctor. And then I will go to Reddit and be like, hey, my dickhead friend that I've been recording a weekly podcast with. Who I'm pretty sure just on my chest. <laughs> He's been poisoning me through the computer for Stop like all the 18 downloadings. months. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Michael, it's been lovely talking with you. Got any, any closing thoughts for me? 
Uh, no. Cool. Well, everyone, if you like this show, we're 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 still working out the kinks. We got where it's been forever since we recorded this thing. Yeah, we don't know how uh, this works anymore. Yeah, we're bad at it now. Um, but if you like this show, you can find out more information at goodbuddymedia.com. Um, you can also email us at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. We love to hear from our fans. If you want us to if you want to share a story or have us read a message to a fellow fan or just say hi, we read every single message we get. You can email us at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. And uh, if you go to that website, you can also find out more information on our sister show, The Longest Days of Our Lives, in which Michael and I and our good friend Curtis are watching every single episode of 24. Michael and I have seen it before. Curtis never has. And we are this week doing the finale to season two in which I think it's going to break Curtis. Yeah, I mean the 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 season finale of season one broke him in a different way. This is going to be a joyful break. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Um, and I don't think we're going to have to take like the three month season break that <laughs> we insisted on after season one because I think after after this episode, Curtis is going to be so jazzed for more Jack Bauer kills mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that he's going to insist on watching the next episode. So even if you've never seen. The Hit Show 24. Um, this show is really not about murder. It's mostly us making fun of early 2000s technology and storytelling. So if you like this show, you almost certainly like that one, even though we talk for double the episode length of the show. Um, so go ahead and check that out. This is a great time to, to jump in there. We'll give you a breakdown before we jump into the season finale. And uh, Michael, how else can people help us out? You can help us out by finding us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at TILPcast, at TILPcast, um, you know, retweeting and sharing our posts and, uh, you know, telling your friends about us is is always great. Um, you know, that's how we grow is by word of mouth. The other way we grow is by having you guys subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app of choice, um, especially if it's uh, if you're on Apple uh, podcast, if you could give us a rating and if your feelings ever so kind, a review as well. Um, thank you to everyone who has given us those great ratings and reviews. Uh, but we could always use more. So feel free to do that if you want to. And um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Well, Michael, it's been lovely talking with you, buddy. Love you. Love you too. Toodles. Are giraffes just tall horses with spots? <laughs> yes. Yes.